Brian, how the hell are you doing today? Spenny! Spenny baby! <laughs> it's always hard to line up the audio at the beginning of these because no matter what I say, you just yell something unrelated Spenny! for the first... <laughs> like three you, or four interactions. You don't know where that's supposed to come in. <laughs> no, no idea. No. Just got to guess. Just got to send it. Maybe maybe that's what I should just do throughout the beginning of every episode is just try to troll you by like saying things at off pace, off key. Spencer. <laughs> well, that's. Hey, what if I don't make something shitty? <laughs> <laughs> Pew, 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 pew. New sounder alert. We got just, uh, just, you know, a sounder for us to reflect on at the beginning of this episode. What if, hey, what if <laughs> it's a, it's a new the context for that one is incredible. It's a new one. Between two ferns. You ever watch uh, between two ferns with Zach Galifianakis? I'm familiar. Have you seen the one where he's interviewing Justin Bieber? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And he roasts him, right? Isn't that him saying it to Zach where he's like, do you ever think to yourself? Yeah, he's like, when you go into the studio, do you ever think to yourself... Hey, what if I don't make something shitty? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Truly phenomenal. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Um, I got some weird-ass UFO stories for us today. Or one UFO story for us. Oh. But started as stories and became one story. Station. Oh, yes. what was that? For our... Uh... Alien fucking radio station. Oh, <laughs> What up, bubs? Oh, man. We're creating some new favorites. But before we get to our alien fucking radio station, what's brought you joy in the last mm, 72 to 96 hours? <laughs> oh, man. I got to say, it gets harder. <laughs> <laughs> it gets harder. Joy finding or existence? Well, or just, you know, I was uh, all of it. Uh, the super homie Joel today referred to it as Groundhog's Day, and I hadn't really thought of it from that lens. But he, oh yeah, we don't do anything different ever. But anymore. he's right; it's just Groundhog's Day. We just live inside the movie where you wake your ass up and you do the same shit, and it's a little different. But you're just in the same spot when you woke wake up the next day, and you're going to be in the same spot for a pretty long right. time. The parameters are pretty narrow. Yes. A lot of, lot of guardrails here. A lot of guardrails. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah. And I feel like the deeper into this whole jaunt we go, the more Groundhog's day it kind of feels. So, in other words. We're doomed. We're doomed. Yes. <laughs> what, I, what, what I'm saying is I'm having to work harder, particularly because I've everybody knows I got a bum wheel. I got a leg that doesn't really work. So, I'm even further restricted in my activities. Have you thought about getting one of those like cool back leg wheel things that they give the dogs and then just like oh. running around with your on your hands? I thought like something out of a horror movie. Running around on your <laughs> hands. Uh I thought you were gonna say one of those like knee height razor scooters that they give to people with leg casts instead of crutches. Oh, where you kneel on it? Yes. Isn't that where your leg is all fucked up, though? Wouldn't that be extremely painful for you? It would be really bad. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, where Yeah, so it is. no, don't do that. Um, Get the cool, like, uh, horror movie dog harness. Horror movie dog harness. Put it on the list? I'm just saying, if you were <laughs> running around on, on your hands, wheeling yourself up to me... You'd be scared. I'd be scared. 
Yeah. I'd be scared. <laughs> With the right soundtrack, that shit would be terrifying. We'd all be scared. Um, yeah, no, I just, my, my guardrails are even more, are more in place because I don't have one of those harnesses. So I'm, I don't got a whole got lot a to report here, bud. I don't got a whole lot to report here. I got a wheelbarrow you could borrow. Can, you could borrow my barrow if you want. Can you put me in your barrow? Sure. And push me around? What? Yeah, definitely. If I put uh, my feet the, facing the handles and you kind of stand back while you push, we could probably do six feet of distance between our faces. Sure. See what I'm saying? I think so. Like your crotch splayed out towards my face? Is that what you're saying? Well, I was thinking, yes, exactly like that. I <laughs> okay, like I, cool. I would put my legs sounds great. on the handles, and you would basically just grab my legs as handles to push. Because mm. I'm six five, wow, so a, actually, if you sentence. grab my feet by my feet, you'll know you're six feet away from me. I've always wanted to just grab your legs as handles, Ryan. <laughs> I mean, we might as well start now. We've been friends for a long time, Spencer. No time like the present. We've we've been friends for a long time. Everyone's looking for ways to find joy, you know. Sure, sure. So anyway, what uh, what's your joy this week? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Imaginary wheelbarrow races. Oh, I got one. I got one. I'm in, bro. Are you wait? Are you drinking Baja Blast right now, bro? Is that a Baja Blast? No, it's this sweet um, novelty Coors Light cup uh, from st patrick's day that the turns colored. green when it gets cold yeah but it but i remember because we've talked about this before because it doesn't turn like st patrick's day green it turns like minty ocean icy green it's, it's and, sort of a sickly baja blast green i legit yeah. i legit ha- i think have asked you the question <laughs> are you drinking baja blast while drinking out of that cup in the past at some point? unfortunately i'm not i wish i were god baja blast would be so cool but i'm not walking can into you get a taco that outside bell. of taco bells can you get it outside of taco bells Yes. Absolutely not. No, that's 100% the point of Bob Blast is you must Taco Bell exclusive. Take your ass into a Taco Bell to consume it. God, how how cool would it be to be the guy who's like I got a Mountain Dew collab lined up when you walk into the Taco Bell corporate offices on a Monday morning. Bro, can we get a Mountain Dew fucking collab lined up? Sure. We should probably go like high C ecto cooler or something, you know. Yeah, I suppose. But like a like a true like what if Halloween orange type vibe. Sure, sure. But like, ooh, can it be like a tangerine flavored Mountain Dew or like a peach flavored Mountain Dew? Mm. Does anybody know what? anybody over at Mountain Dew? Because I'm think <laughs> I'm thinking orange color. You know, orange color translated to because oh, of Mountain our branding Dew flavor. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What makes it a true? We'll just... What if you drank Mountain Dew? you'd have a good you'd be quenched maybe that's the series bro it's a series of stories and videos of what if you drank mountain dew and it's just exclusively cool shit keeps happening to you it's like look all you gotta do is get our peach mountain dew flavor and cool shit's gonna be happening to you and then sometimes you know you just sit around and then you have to pee like an hour later as soda is wont to make a person do yeah yeah, yeah. i haven't had soda in mm, it's maybe literally been like a year and a half. That's kind of weird to think about. Got to get you some Fago, bud. Absolutely not. If I get you some Moon Mist, if I'm gonna, we should just <laughs> we should just do like an orange Shasta Moon Mist. What is a Moon Mist? <laughs> it's the Shasta version of Mountain Dew. Really? It's their lemon lime soda. Yeah. Mm. 
Not where whatever flavor Mountain Dew is. It's not really lemon lime. Yeah, I, I was going to say, is it sort lemon of. lime? I feel like I feel like it's, Mountain it's, Dew is it's basically sour mix, like electricity flavored. <laughs> and it was originally made as a sour mix to put whiskey in. Mountain Dew was. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. I did not know that. So yeah, get you some whiskey Mountain Dew going. You'll you'll have a dang party. Get you some of that good old Mountain Dew. Did you know that uh, the Tribe and Big Cats was briefly sponsored by Peace Tea, like the competitor to uh, what? Uh, fucking Arizona iced tea. What? We just sent them a cold email once, and we were like, "Hey, uh, we really we want play you guys." Shows. To- yeah, we really want you guys to sponsor us, and then they sent like a couple pallets of that shit to Pete's house. That fucking rules. Actually, you know what? I do think <laughs> I remember this vaguely now. Didn't Pete have like, like a full stock of this in like a closet somewhere or some shit. Yeah. He had had like, I think two pallets of it in his garage. Amazing. And we just bring cases of it to shows. And so what I'm saying is people, it it might be as simple as sending a dumb email to someone because that's all we did. All right. Mountain Dew email. (laughs) (laughs) Putting it on your to-do list. (laughs) No, I'm actually Googling Mountain Dew email and seeing if there's a generic email for Mountain Dew. (laughs) Contact Mountain Dew. You guys couldn't have made this any easier. Thanks so much. <laughs> it's just, it's just info at mountaindew.com. Email us. Comment or compliment? Kind of. Mm. Concern or issue? Okay. Mm. Uh, general. Qu- I'm concerned that we're not sponsored by them. I was just going to say, should we say we have an issue? We take issue with the fact that you're not paying us. Um, general question about a product purchase or order. General question: Why are you not? Why are you not sponsoring us? <laughs> Suggestion or idea for a flavor package or advertisement? You there sh- it is. You should advertise there on our is. show. Or yep, inquiry about a promotion I saw or participated in. Uh, nah. I, I I have an inquiry. I'd like to ab- participate in one. <laughs> I have an inquiry about a, 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 an advertisement or a promotion we are going to participate in together. A lack of participation on your side, Mountain Dew. Suggestion. Packaging. We've been talking about you on our ghost podcast for 10 minutes for no reason. Start pulling your own weight, Mar- soda company. Marketing. Do you have a specific product in mind? Yes. Our new. We, ha- we have other sponsors and we've just been talking about Mountain Dew for 10 minutes. Dude, I'm 100% doing this right now. <laughs> okay. You were supposed to tell me your joy, though. My joy is that we're going to get sponsored by Mountain Dew and we're going to get <laughs> pallets of, of Mountain no, Dew shipped to our house. You said you had one. You said you had one. Oh, I did have one, which is that uh, I I've been I've been updating everyone for a while. I am in the middle of book seven of the Harry Potter series. I'm almost to the Ooh. end. I'm almost to the end, and it is bringing me joy, but also sadness because seventh book is very sad for a variety yes. of reasons. But it's also very good. So and J.K. Rowling just wants everyone. To know how stupid she is and hate her more and more every day on the internet. You know, I was thinking about this the other day, and I think the way that I phrased it was, if I was a billionaire and had bad ideas, I would simply I'd shut up. Twitter. <laughs> I would simply <laughs> shut my mouth and let other people do the talking and the work. Yep. You know, when you live in a... You don't have to tweet, Chance. When, you just don't have to. When, when you live in a billionaire bubble, you got to just acknowledge that there are probably people out there that are closer to the issues than you are. See, here's, here's the thing, Ryan. You don't get to be a billionaire by acknowledging other people's <laughs> thoughts, opinions, 
or like existence most of the time. I just, well, there's a fundamental flaw there. I just, if you considered other people's well being, you would not be a billionaire in the first place. She's actually one of like few people who I actually can kind of safely say that she's not as like toxic of a climb to billionairehood as everyone else is because she just made a thing from her own brain that like a shitload of people really, 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 really liked. I'd love to hear you defend JK Rowling more. I'm not, I'm not. Look, (laughs) look, she's been being real rowdy on the internet and needs to stop having really poor hot takes and needs to close Twitter. Rowdy is not the right word. Uh, disrespectful. Um, we're getting closer. Uh, hate filled um, there we go there it is <laughs> uh dismissive um she's not she's not what's hot in the streets right now at all yeah anyway sorry i, I shouldn't shit on your joy uh the audiobooks are brilliant <laughs> just don't look at twitter until you're done with them i fucking had to work so hard to get come up with one joy and spencer's like yeah want me to ruin that for you real quick <laughs> well it's, I mean, everything's I so you, ruinable. I dude. hope you know. I hope you know what you're doing. <laughs> it's not hard to ruin stuff lately. Fucking A, crowbar. All right, bud, hit me with your uh, best shot. Fire away. Um, hmm. Well, plan uh, never leave my backyard again is, is on pace yeah. for success. Are you not? Yeah. Are you going to not? Well, it's lovely out there. I have a lot of grass and I have a lot of patio. Sick. And by Thursday afternoon, I'll have a a cable hookup. So, oh, you're running by, cable out to the garage? Well, yeah, so it it like from the alley runs the the cable like already touches the corner of my garage. You just got to split it and, and run, run it down and put in one outlet. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Bing bong bang. Yeah. So by this weekend, you and I could, uh, shit, we could be playing some some blitz in the backyard. Ooh, sanitize the controllers, bro. <laughs> Let's go. Let's freaking go, bud. I got a couple extras. You could just have one. For Oh, actually, you know what? My parents made me pick up all of my like childhood belongings that were in their basement recently. I've got my 64. I've got my own N64 controller in my house now, bro. Nice. Very much so. Hell yeah. All right. Did you contact Mountain Dew? Can we move on? So they have a situation here where it says, do you have an image (laughs) or doc you would like to attach? Choose file. And I feel like I'm going to need to Photoshop a thing together (laughs) here. Okay. So I'm going to pause my submission until I can do that. And I will put, I will put on the Instagram, the image that I create (laughs) of our, what if podcast Mountain Dew collaboration. Perfect. I think that's, Crocs are up next. Totally worth their money. They probably spend hundreds of millions of dollars every year on Mountain Dew ad campaigns. 
All they got to do is like break us off 10 racks and we'll talk about Mountain Dew <laughs> for at least a couple months. <laughs> like no question. Shit. We, we're halfway there already. See? We're talking about them for at least a month so far on this episode. Yes. This episode is not All brought right. to you by Mountain Dew. Don't drink it until they pay us to tell you to. <laughs> <laughs> UFOs, Ryan. Where are we We've going? Got some UFOs. When are we going? We're going to the Berkshires, Massachusetts. The Berkshires? Sounds rich. I'm in. In, <laughs> in September, Labor Day, 1969. Nice. Mm-hmm. Also, nice. <laughs> Good job, bud. Uh, the Berkshires, according to Wikipedia, is a region of rural highlands in western Massachusetts. Okay. So it's an area that has a bunch of like little small ass towns that are collectively the Berkshires. Sure, sure, sure. Exactly. Um, this is the UFO case that's covered on the most recent uh, or the reboot of Unsolved Mysteries that we discussed briefly like two weeks ago or whenever that was. Oh, dip. So I dug into it a little more in depth. And there are several people that they talked to in that episode uh, that claim to have had experiences. Most of the stuff outside of the Unsolved Mysteries episode centers around one gentleman named Thomas Reed and his experience. For a second there, you were like, I dug into it a little bit and and I thought you were going to follow that up with and I solved it. (laughs) (laughs) And I I found the aliens. The Unsolved Mystery. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they put it out on Netflix. It was an open call. Hey, this is an unsolved mystery, and I solved it. Yep. There's going to be an update next week with me solving it. <laughs> with me on Netflix. Hi, I'm Spencer Ward Davis. <laughs> Fuck, you're coming down here trying to scoop me up for my skin or my water. I'll fucking fight you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll fight him. Yep. Spencer will go willingly. <laughs> So, turns out that the story doesn't start in 1969, as Unsolved Mysteries tells us. Sure. It actually starts in 1966. Okay, okay. uh, When Thomas Reed first saw a UFO in Western Massachusetts. Yep. Except, I don't know if it's technically a UFO, because he only saw it on the ground. So maybe it's a a UGO, an an UGO. And a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> got him unidentified grounded object got him uh he said it looks like a turtle shell or it was turtle shell shaped there was no landing gear no windows it was just like a big round bulbous thing sure hanging out on the ground sure um he saw it twice more in 1967 and his family owned a restaurant in town, or the only restaurant in town in Sheffield, Massachusetts. And they talked about their experiences because other people in his family also saw this thing or other UFOs. Um, they would talk about it at the restaurant. And most people thought they were weird because other people had not seen UFOs. It was the turtle in- everybody was familiar with. Sure. Yeah, yeah, Betty, you remember the turtle. Oh, yeah, I saw the turtle. <laughs> uh, his mom, Nancy Reed, claims to have seen a UFO in 1954. So we have like 15 years of UFO history in the family. Same same turtle or different turtle? Um, I, I don't believe it was a, a grounded turtle. Got it. 
there's not a whole lot of specificity. Um, there are a couple articles about, I watched a, an, an interview with Thomas, uh, where he talks about this stuff, but he doesn't get super in like super detailed about those earlier experiences. Got it. This is, this family's just like, look, we've seen some shit. Okay. Yeah. Basically you don't need to know um, any more than that or any less than that. We've seen some <laughs> shit. Okay. The 1969 one, uh, Thomas, his mom, Nancy, his brother, and their grandma were all driving home um, from their their restaurant that his mom owned at about nine o'clock on nine o'clock p.m. on Labor Day. Okay, and they're driving across the Sheffield Bridge, which is a like a covered wooden bridge. Cool. And as they're going under it, they see this really bright light that seems like it's coming from all sides around them. So they can see it coming through like the cracks between the boards on the sides and up from underneath, um, from like the, whatever, I guess floorboards or whatever of this bridge. Sure. Why? And why take the car when you can take the whole bridge, just rip that bridge out and (laughs) beam me up, Scotty. So they come out the other side of the bridge. uh, It goes across a little river And they see this spherical-shaped thing floating or rising up um, from down by the river. Not like out of the water, but it was down near the water and then was going up uh, above them. Tight. And it went up to about 20 feet in the air and then shot down these beams of light. So like the sphere, if you imagine there are lights like all around the edge... Yep. But they're directional. Like each one can move independently of an, of each other. Sure, sure. Like little spotlights. Yeah. And so they're all pointed down, focused at one point on the river, like on the water. So they're they're seeing something. Maybe. Yeah. Um, he said it looked sort of like a, an ice cream cone with like this cone of lights and then this big ball on top. Got it. Because it's all centered on one situation. Yep. Although yeah. if it's a circle and the lights are shining from the, could you? Yeah, I guess it depends on the angle. Never mind. They'd probably have to stick out a little bit from the edge. Yeah, like if it were a strip of lights, no. But if they, you or know, depending was, on how high up it was, that angle would reduce the higher right. it is. Anyway, um, at this point, they he said they felt what they he called a pressure change, and everything went quiet. So instead of, you know, you're in a rural outdoor area at night, there are going to be bugs and frogs and you're along a river. It's going to be loud. Everything's quiet. And they feel this pressure change. This thing is, he says, at least 100 yards across the craft. Damn, that boy big. <laughs> Thank you. I love how many syllables Lonzo puts into the word damn. Damn, that boy big. <laughs> it's like two, but then his voice kind of cracks and it makes it three. Wait, is the it's voice amazing. Lonzo or is the voice his trainer? I thought the I thought Lonzo was in the video, but his trainer was the one that no, did the yelling. No, no, no. It's uh JaVale. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. JaVale's like flexing in the mirror, and Lonzo walks up behind him in the mirror that's and right. says, damn! 
God. That, I think OG might be my favorite sounder we've ever had. It's so good. Uh, anyway, so there's a, like, that's such an absurd number, if that's accurate. Yeah. A hundred yards across? It's 20 feet up in the air, he says. So this thing is a hundred yards across and only 20 feet up. It's going to block out like your entire field of view. A hundred yard diameter sphere is enormous. So just for comparison's sake, uh, a 747 is 200 feet, 250 feet long from nose to tail. So that's the equivalent yeah. of... So it's another 50 feet, and it's a sphere. And it's 20 feet off the ground. So just like, just barely hovering. That's fucking intense. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's no way that's right. I would, but whatever. I would be terrified. Or, I mean, um, or it is, and it's just horrifying. <laughs> sure. Uh, suddenly there's, like, the whole inside of the car is lit up, like, daylight. Um... And the sound returns out like the outdoor natural sound returns. Yep. And the UFO is gone, but they're about a mile away from where they were. And it's three hours later. Uh Oh, and they're in different positions inside the car. Their grandma who doesn't drive is now in the driver's seat and the car is off. We've got some lost time. We've got some lost time. They don't remember what happened during those three hours, except Thomas recalls being in what looks like an airplane hangar. And he remembers seeing giant ant people. <laughs> oh, I don't remember anything except. <laughs> except for the giant ant people in the airplane hangar. Jesus Christ. Yep. Um, so he was nine years old at the time, which, you know, might have something to do with it. Well, yeah. Or not. Who knows? I mean. Um, he said there were, uh, okay, there were lights that looked like fluorescent tubing inside the hangar. And I remember a hallway. The hallway we had seen was circular with a Y configuration <laughs> to control the flow of traffic. I don't I don't really understand what that means. That's a quote from him. Say that one more time. The hallway was circular with a Y configuration, almost to control the flow of traffic. He's talking about a hallway inside this hangar that he recalls being in. That's two different shapes at the same time, my guy. Yeah, I don't, I'm not following that. Maybe uh, he one means room had a circular, like it's circular around. But it's a wide like hallway is a as tube. in like there's like three different tubes oh. that all run into one, like one central tube location. I don't freaking know. That would, that's probably right. Cause the next sentence says this one room had a bowed in wall that was rounded. So maybe okay. it was like, like a tunnel. That's where this kind of situation. tunnel thing is coming from. Yeah. 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 I have no idea where I was, but I know that what I saw was very different than anything I've seen even today, 50 years later. Yep. Um, so they, yeah, they, they wake up three hours later across town or a mile away and they're in different seats in the car and it's 
three hours later. Um, he also, <laughs> there's some really weird stuff in this YouTube. He did a, an interview with some like internet radio show a couple years ago. And there's a, Oh, this guy's like <clears> still, still around and kicking and talking about this. Yeah. I mean, he was born in 1960, so he's, uh, Oh, right. Cause he was only tough. nine when it happened. Yeah. 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 He's so he's, he's 60 years old. What's his name one more time? Thomas Reed, R E E D. Yep. Um, so he also says he just like said this real quickly and then didn't revisit it. And the host didn't stop him to ask about it. But he said the corn in the field where this thing was seen now grows 17 feet tall. Cool. That sounds awesome. 17. Now, I don't know what the normal height of corn is, but I'm pretty sure it's not 17. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not 17. I corn detasseled for three summers in middle school. Like the, like the tall interrows can definitely get up to like seven or eight feet. Like eight feet is not super abnormal, but the, you're talking double that. Uh, <laughs> corn FA corn FAQs from Iowa corn.com. Yes. <laughs> I Googled how tall does corn grow? Um, Anywhere from five to 12 feet tall. Yeah. Okay. So I was hitting the average there, I guess. That's in Iowa. I don't know if it varies by region. Look, if anybody's uh, going to be proud of how tall their fucking corn grows, it's going to be Iowa. So it's a shorter season though. You know, maybe like if you go farther South, I don't know. Um, you know, that good old common. Texan corn. <laughs> I don't fucking know anything <laughs> about agriculture. I don't, uh, I don't plants. either. I'm sure there are people who grow corn in Texas. Under good growing conditions in Iowa, plants are commonly about eight feet tall by midsummer. Okay, so he's saying That's like my memory. minimum five feet taller than what should be normal. Wait, I thought you oh you said thirteen. The Iowa IowaCorn.org says five to twelve feet. And this guy was saying thirteen. And, no, he said seventeen. Oh, seventeen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, why'd you say minimum five then? That's a minimum of Oh, because if you're saying 17 is five more than 12. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I thought you were saying from eight. Now I get it. No. So that seems noteworthy, whether it's because of a UFO or not. Like there should be an explanation for that, I would think. Right, right, right. Um, Also, the Great Barrington, that's one of the small towns in the Berkshires, historical society, uh, formally inducted this story in 2015, this UFO story, describing it as, quote, significant and true. <laughs> After reviewing contemporaneous news coverage, witness statements, and polygraph results. <clears throat> so Thomas Reed took a, a polygraph test at one point that I guess confirmed he was telling the truth about his experience. I mean, I will say this is not to shit on anybody's experience, but it, like... I think is relevant that you can believe something happened and I bet you're going to pass a polygraph if you believe something happened. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean that word for word to the letter of the word. It happened at documentary style, exactly the way you remember it happened, but. Right. Um, Also (laughs) the historical society later said, quote, 
The historical society regrets that our words or our decision has been taken out of context. <laughs> so Who added that the incident was significant to the town, but the organization should not have focused on one individual. <laughs> so they basically said, we're not vouching for that weirdo. Um, but this was an important thing to our town, whether it happened the way he says it did or not. I really like, I really like the whole, like, Hey, it was real. Hey, about back there when we said it was real. <laughs> this guy says it was real and we should not have encouraged it. We, we, uh, when, when we said real, what we meant was he said it was real and we abstained fully from and the rest of the conversation. <laughs> uh, he has been featured on a bunch of alien shows, including ancient aliens. Sick. And for about two years, there was a monument put up, um, near the bridge where he saw this thing. Okay. That was, that was donated by history channels, ancient aliens. Okay. And then the city council realized, uh, Hey, that's on public land and we don't want this thing there. <laughs> and kids keep writing graffiti on it. So we're just going to take this thing and throw it. Oh, in the trash. <laughs> come on. Come on. So it's not there anymore. Um, also there's, <laughs> I had to do some Googling because the plaque that's on this thing says sponsored international UFO museum research center, Roswell, New Mexico. Okay. And Thomas E. Reed. And then underneath it says Miami models. What? What? <laughs> so this is saying Thomas Reed of Miami models. Like that's his title. As as in he's a model for a company called Miami Models? Rather, quote, Reed eventually left Sheffield before moving to Florida and starting a modeling agency that provided extras for films like Too Fast, Too Furious and Miami Vice. Hell yeah. <laughs> this guy living his absolute best life. I I guess... He's doing something. He's doing he's doing a lot. He's doing a lot. So that's that dude. Um who was usually the like poster child of this in incident. Uh let me make sure I didn't miss anything about him. Um oh <laughs> he says on Unsolved Mysteries he's pissed that people don't believe him about his wild ass mm. big bug people story. Sure. And he said who the hell are they to question me? I passed the polygraph test. My word is bond and I don't break it for no one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thomas word is bond. Reed over here insists. He saw space ants. He's originally from New York. He's like, Hey, look, all right. <laughs> I fucking saw what I saw and I saw what I saw. All right. And I don't say I don't say something when I see something unless I saw something. You know what I'm saying? What if they're fucking really dumb? They're really good at space and travel and shit, but other than that, they're dumb as fuck. <laughs> this is awesome. I I feel like Ricky's uh, hot takes on alien life is very much in line with some of our thoughts. Oh, it's perfect. It's so perfect. It's great. Uh, okay, so there were several other people who claimed to have weird experiences that night in 1969. Oh, okay. Well, uh, that makes all of us way more interesting. 
Right, right, right. One of them is a woman named Jane Green who was driving home just after dark and stops her car because she sees a bunch of lights up ahead in the road and she thinks there's been an accident or something. She pulls over and sees a huge object floating in front of her, like hovering over the road. Sure. And she said it was so large that she couldn't see the ends of it, which as much as I was roasting Thomas's hundred yards across thing would sort of align. Yeah. If you were that, if you were close enough to it, you'd have to do a whole head turning yeah. thing to get there. She also said there were no windows. It didn't make any noise. And within a few seconds of seeing it, it shot straight up, then right. And then over a mountain and out of sight. All so right. she only saw this thing for a few seconds, but it went from being stopped in the road in front of her to on the other side of a mountain within less than a minute. Okay. Okay. I'm listening. I'm listening. So that was her, that was her experience. Was she and solo? She says that, no, she said she had a friend in the car, but her friend has not talked about it, I guess. Okay. So, um, so my friend totally then, saw it too. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. I mean, not to be a dick, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I could also see not wanting to be the person who, like, maybe saw something weird 60 years ago. Yeah, I get that, uh, too. Who doesn't want to talk about it on TV. That's fair. Or, like, since it was 60 years ago, like, that person might not be around anymore. Yeah, that's true, too. Because even if you were a kid, you're pretty old now. Right. And she was old enough to be, like, she was an adult at the time. This woman's in her 80s, I think, so. Yeah, so you could have been... Her friend might be out of here. Not here anymore. Yeah. Um, Tom Warner, I think we talked briefly about this dude's experience, but he was also nine in 1969. And he was at his neighbor's house uh, playing with their kid. And he walks over to the window and hears a voice inside his head that says, you need to go home now. Uh Oh, so he tells his neighbor that he's got to go, and he just sprints out the front door. We out of here! Hey, and man, there's a voice in my head. <laughs> I got to go See home. you later. <laughs> so he just sprints out the front door, and they talk to they interview his neighbor at the time, uh, who says she looked outside, like went to the front door, and looked out and saw him running in place in the front yard. Oh, nope. For five minutes. Nope. That's way too long to run at now, all, first of all. Don't run, guys. It's, t- it's terrible. <laughs> running for five minutes. Running, running for idea. five minutes is terrible. Don't ever do it. Uh, I'm hoping she's just saying, like, it was a while and is using five minutes as a placeholder. Because watching a child run in place for five minutes in your front yard is insane. Totally. Especially after you just sprinted out your front door without explanation. Uh, uh, Tom claims he looked, he thought he was running home. His neighbor said he was running in place. He looks over to his left and sees a UFO that shoots a beam of light at him. And suddenly he can't move. So maybe like they're conflating the two of like, he was running. Then this beam of light hit him and he couldn't move running in place. I don't know. Got it. But his neighbor says she watched him disappear from her front yard in this beam of light. As in he was like running, 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 poof, poof, gone. Beam of light, 
Tom's not there anymore. Oh, you were literally uh, beamed up, Scotty. Yes. And he wakes up flat on his back on like the other side of the house. So he <laughs> ran out the front yard, out the front door of the front yard. Landed in the backyard. <laughs> wakes up flat on his back in the backyard. There's still a beam of light on him. He can't move. And he hears in his head, quote, we'll be done in a minute. <laughs> you know, can I, can I say something really quick? Sure. One of the things that I really love about these stories, it actually kind of goes back to what fucking Ricky was just saying in that fucking sounder, man. is like, we all go like, oh yeah, these fucking aliens, they're smart enough to be able to like travel human beings through time and space and fucking fly through different dimensions or through like millions or billions of fucking light years to get here. But when they return you to the place they abducted you from, they missed by the front yard to the backyard. <laughs> Close or they enough. Put you back in the, or they put you back in the wrong seats in the car. Exactly. Close enough. Fuck them. We got to go. <laughs> We, 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 well, they're fucking really dumb. They're really good at space and travel and shit, but other than that, they're dumb as fuck. We got our probing in. We, we, we had enough alien babies with them. Throw them back into the pit. Close enough. May, maybe it's like, though, if we, uh, you know, if we catch a fish and we're trying to put it back, we're going to be like, yeah, it was about here, right? Because we don't know how they get around. Yeah. We don't know their their fishy ways. We're just going to put them back about where we found them. So, I that's a really that's a really good example, but I guess the difference is is like it seems like for all intents and purposes the aliens are trying to be like co- covert covert and quiet in their activities. So it just seems like a pretty Are they though fu- if they're just snatching people out of front yards with big beams of light? That's not very covert at all. Well, like it's always in That's night rather flamboyant. And they're in like other places and they're trying to like, you know, zap in, zap out, and like they run away a lot. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe that's they run away a lot. You know. <laughs> ladies Aliens, like you know, they're always run they're always running from shit. Ladies like I saw the UFO and then it fucking climbed over the mountain, you know? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it seems oh, like they're boy. trying to be covert. Yeah, sort of, but like if you really were, like, you wouldn't take people, and you wouldn't well, shot. You wouldn't have fuck. You know what do you need lights on your spaceship for? You navigate all the way here, but you need a big ass searchlight see? when you. I'm gonna run into this <laughs> ding dang planet. <laughs> anyway, he ends up in the backyard, uh, and his neighbor said that he was gone for seven minutes. That's post running for five minutes. Correct. Got it. So he was paralyzed in the front yard for five and then gone for seven. Then shows up in the backyard. You dickered bud. Melanie Kirchdorfer. That's the worst name I ever heard. (laughs) That's that's rude. Melanie or Kirchdorfer or the two combined. A hundred percent. All of it in one package is the worst name I ever heard. She uh, was in the car with her parents and her two siblings, and they saw a very bright light behind their car. And their dad, her dad decides that they as a family are going to chase this thing. (laughs) It's the daddest move in history. (laughs) Hell yeah. So dad 
takes his whole family flying after this UFO. The fucking thing almost blinded me, Martha. I'm not taking that <laughs> shit from nobody. Hell yeah! So they're chasing this thing down, Kids, and Melanie says, on. quote, I... <laughs> We're going. 69, they probably... They probably didn't even have seatbelts yet. That's true. Kids, get on the floor. (laughs) 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 Melanie says, quote, I remember levitating and then being on a ship. Whoa, okay. That got real, real quick. (laughs) And she said she was in a room full of children and they were disappearing one by one. Oh, no. (laughs) And one of the people that she saw on the ship was Tom Warner, who got taken out of his neighbor's front yard the same night. Damn. Did they know each other previous to this incident? No. How did she know it was Tom Warner then? Uh, Good question. Unsolved Mysteries didn't solve that part. Did they meet at a conference later, and he said, I was in a ship, well, and she said, I was also in a ship, and then he said, I think I remember you, and she said, I think I remember you too. <laughs> Honestly, yes. I'm sure that's how it happened, but they didn't specify. Got it. Um, And I couldn't find these people's stories outside of that episode. Got it. But she, okay, so she's on the ship. She sees a bunch of kids. She then wakes up back by the lake, but her family and their car is not there. Okay. And she walked home. Okay. So there's no explanation about like her family somehow got separated from her and then just went home without her. Okay. Like even without a UFO, that's weird to lose a like eight or nine year old child and just be like, eh, she'll probably come home. It's fucking mean is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) You're shitty. You're just shitty. Dad was chasing the UFO when she disappeared. I mean, there's that. So that's sort of, uh, those are like the, the, the only firsthand accounts I could find. It's a little weird to me that, that you couldn't find their accounts anywhere other than the unsolved mysteries footage. Well, Thomas Reed, Thomas Reed is all over the place with his accounts, but the other ones though, don't exist anywhere else. Um, I mean, they might, I didn't, I couldn't find them. They, they may exist in like books and things that I wasn't about to pay for. That's fair. We could Google Melanie Kirchdorfer real quick. That's probably, there probably aren't too many of her. I hope not, because that'd be too many people to have such a sad name. There's a, <laughs> why do you hate that name so much? I don't know. It just seems yeah, now like the right thing to do. <laughs> now the whole first page of Google is, it's about her, but it's all referencing the Unsolved Mysteries episode. Because everyone's writing um, episodes about the Unsolved Mysteries content that's coming out right now. Yeah. Uh, and then a YouTube channel that is not her. So there's at least one more Melanie Kirchdorfer out there. Well. But the radio station WSBS got a ton of calls about weird shit in the skies that night. Um, so there's a lot of things that lined up here. And the Sheffield Police Department fielded multiple reports of round silver aircraft landing in fields. What? Damn, that's kind of (laughs) tight. Which, like, it's 1969. If you saw 
a round silver ball in a field? Like, would you even, would that, would you think aircraft? Like, I don't think I even necessarily would now, even knowing all about UFOs and drones and shit. Well, what do you mean? Just like, how, if it's just a ball, like Thomas described this thing as being just a metal sphere, basically. There weren't markings, there weren't like windows, there wasn't landing gear on it. Why would you necessarily report that as aircraft? Well, I mean, it's in the fucking sky. <laughs> well, they, no, the people reported seeing it in, I guess maybe they watched it land in a field, but it was being reported as like, there's this thing in my field. I guess if, if you watched it come out of the sky and land there, then. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess I would also say like, you know, we, we talk about this period semi-regularly, like you're talking about the dead center of the Apollo missions, you know, like, yeah, I mean, true. People are seeing silvery metallic capsules and, stuff. Capsules yeah. and balloons and fair enough. I don't know. That's that's like what is probably most rampant in people's minds in the country. So you're probably associating at least generally that aesthetic with aircraft, whether it's in the air or you're seeing it on the ground. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, not spheres like sphere is very specific and like not anything that we've created. But I don't know. It seems like I would I, I would see people making that leap. Sure. Also, you didn't you didn't see it get there and you don't see it like mowing down fucking like you know, hundreds of yards of cornfield or whatever, you're probably making an assumption that it landed there. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Great Barrington police did not have any weird reports from that day. And the radio station, uh, the audio of like, they, they went on air with it, which could sort of muddy the waters around like, who was actually seeing stuff and who was here. Yeah, exactly. Um, especially on a night where like a lot of people are probably out and about it's the last night of summer, basically. Yeah. Um, all this stuff was happening like around or just after dusk. Um, but anyway, those, those recordings don't exist anymore because they were on tape that got reused. Damn, damn, damn. Um, but that's, that's sort of the long and short of it. It's fucking weird how much, um, I don't know. You just don't have too many UFO reports that have multiple people in the same location on the same day Yep. that aren't like, not necessarily the same location. Like these, these all happened independently of one another. Right. It wasn't like five people saw, were standing in one place and saw the same thing go by. These were some of these were like miles apart. Right. This is multiple people on the same day having a similar experience, but not having the same shared experience. Yeah. Yeah. There are parts of it that I'm extremely skeptical of. Like the seeing people on board the UFO thing is just always a step too far for me. I mean, I wasn't trying to be a dick, but it just seems like what I just said is for sure the most likely or logical thing oh, of course. to that be is like we got connected after the fact and it was like I think I remember seeing you I think I remember seeing you too and then all of a sudden we've got a really interesting confirming piece of information but how confirming is it you know 
Well, it'd be right. one thing. Like, it'd be one thing if they had literally never met each other in their lives, and then under interviews after the fact, they were like, "Yeah, it was fucking wild, man. I met this dude named Tom. What was his name? <laughs> Thomas Reed. Tom, I don't know why that's so hard. No, because there was another Tom. There was a Tom Warner. Tom. That's true. Yes. What was the other one? Oh, so yeah, the guys that. You were looking for Tom Warner was the is the person who that said was the she, one who, he saw. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. That's why I'm yeah, having yeah. a problem. Okay, okay. Tom, okay, so it'd be it'd be way cooler if she was like, "Yeah, I met this kid Tom. He was nine years old. He lived in my city too. That's pretty crazy, right? I don't know. Does he exist? Yeah. He seemed like he was a real kid. And then that same kid was like, "Yeah, I met this woman or this girl, and her name was so and so. And then they met in a police station. They were like, "Yeah, that's the kid I saw on the ship, and they had never met before. Right. That'd be one thing, but." It doesn't seem like that's even remotely the case. And I don't know why, but fucking Thomas Reed's corn growing to 17 f- feet tall thing made me not believe anything else he said. <laughs> I mean, the fact that corn just, can regularly grow to 12 feet is like 17 is not that crazy, but, is it? No, but here's the thing. Either he's just making some shit up because it sounds cool or... He's attributing tall corn to aliens. I mean, either way, it's fucking insane. That is a pretty buck wild, like approach to take on things. There's no way that that statement helps your case. And you could tell the, like the way he just tried to like slide it in, in between two other statements. Yeah. And he was just like, I'm going to rattle off a list of things that all sound like maybe there's something. Oh, if you don't think about any oh, of them. Oh, you don't think there's aliens here? Yeah. You, Look at this tall corn. You seen that big ass corn? Hmm? You oh oh explain that. You're gonna look you're explain gonna look that if at there's that not corn. UFOs flying around here. You're gonna look at that corn and you're gonna look <laughs> me in my face. And you're gonna tell me that there hasn't been aliens here. You see that fucking corn? Look at that corn. You you see how? How? You can tell me there hasn't been aliens here. Look at the fucking corn. This fucking guy. I can't fucking deal with these people. You can't you can't look at that corn objectively <laughs> and understand that there's obviously been aliens here. You fucking you fucking goomba. What's wrong with you? I like this show. This show is doing a lot of different things. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, so I think Tom Tom's probably full of shit. Got him. Or like he or he saw something weird when he was nine and it wasn't this. Um, got him how do everybody uh, so like Tom Warner seems a little bit wacky too like I don't I don't want to I don't want to tell people they don't know their own experiences but I I get the vibe from Tom Reed like he's got the sort of salesman ass vibe to him sure sure like he's not he's not just trying to tell you his experience he's trying to sell you something he's trying to sell you his experience yeah. And he's been at conferences and on television shows and moved to Correct. Florida to start a modeling agency. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Hey, buddy. Hey, you know what? But he got some extras in Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> too fast for y'all, man. Look, if if you're going to pick a career and to make me believe your uh to make me believe your statement about that ain't it. seeing a UFO, not in the top 10, Playboy. Not in the top 10. <laughs> he should have become a farmer, honestly. Yeah. Harvest some of that big-ass corn. No, no, you know what he should have done? He should have become a farmer, and then he should have been like, hey, look, all that shit I said happened, 
but I retract the shit about the corn. Okay, I made big corn on my own. <laughs> it had no aliens involved. Or, that shit I retract. But everything else, that shit's real. Or, you know, every night just go lay down in your field, wait for the aliens to come, and fucking miracle grow your fields with their laser beams. Yeah, or if maybe you give it enough miracle grow, that corn's gonna just shoot you all the way up, you know? Ooh, couple, you got a space elevator, Jack and the Beanstalk style. Preach. Couple few hundred thousand feet, just boop, right back up to the ship, man. <laughs> It's like boop here. Beam beam me up, more like beam me up. Hello. Oh, boo. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. All right, buddy. That feels like enough for today. Feel, feels like the the best worst pun we could possibly go out on. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, thank y'all for listening. We appreciate y'all for being here. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, go to whatifpodcast.com. There's a, there's a store there. You can buy shout outs on the show or fucking mugs or posters or hoodies or whatever you want. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. We owe you guys a live show. We're going to do it. I promise. It's just going to take a second. Uh, but reviews on iTunes help us out a lot and we very much appreciate it when uh, when you go leave them so please do that we're at what if pod on all the socials we engage with you there regularly because we fucking love you guys uh patreon.com slash what if podcast you can get an extra episode of the show every single week what four episodes a month over 100 episodes you've never heard of at patreon.com slash what if podcast for only five dollars a month that's pretty fucking sweet also you can leave us a voicemail at 612-246-4614 did I say it right? 612-246-4614. Hi, I did say it right. Honestly, three years in, I still don't remember it. And our email is whatifpodcast.com. You can send us an email there, too. I'm out of breath. That's all I got. What the fuck are you going on about? <laughs> all that shit. Love you. Bye. Love you guys. Bye.